0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Social Innovation Podcast. My name is Zal Dastur, and I'm your host. I'm here with Bryce Dejater, who is the founder of Bizu, an interesting company which has a goal of helping their clients to reduce 1 million tons of CO2 by 2027. Hi, Bryce. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me.
0: So Bryce, that's a really great challenge that you've set yourself and your company. Can you tell us a little bit about what your company does to begin with? And then we can get into a little bit more about the challenge.
1: So basically, our goal is, is to help as many companies as possible to reduce as much CO2 emissions as possible. And so saving 1 million tons of CO2 by 2027, it's one big milestone that we have. And... Basically, what we do specifically is that we provide a solution for air conditioning. And with this solution, we can save 25% saving on any type of air conditioning. Uh, It's a solution that requires no maintenance. You can use it infinitely. It will also improve the quality of the air in the room. So basically it's a fantastic solution. We should have it everywhere. And we believe that hopefully one day we could have it everywhere.
0: I mean, this sounds like a fantastic product. Tell us a little bit more about how that product gets used or installed in these air conditioning units in let's say an office building or a commercial building.
1: It takes basically two minutes to install on average. So depending on the type of air conditioning you have, we, we do it with, with the tip of our clients. So we, we basically do the installation with our clients. Sometimes even our clients do it on their own because this is very, very simple to install. Our solution is a net and you just plug our net close to your filters. Basically, you put our nets according to the size of the filters. So we have one size of net, 50 by 50 centimeters. If your filters is lower than this, smaller than this, you cut on nets and you adapt it to the size. And if you need, if you have a bigger size, then you plug several pieces and basically you will really tailor made the solution, the solution according to what you need specifically. And the installation takes just a few minutes. So it's very, very simple.
0: And what is it that these nets actually do that helps in terms of reducing yeah. The, the, yeah. the consumption?
1: Yeah. So, so this is this is the a bit more technical aspect. Uh, I would say so it's it's really based on physics. Basically, all solution is based on a specific ceramic, and this specific ceramic will release specific infrared rays. This specific infrared rays, basically, uh, when the water molecules going out of the aircon will be in contact with, with this infrared rays. The water molecules of the aircon will vibrate strongly and they will vibrate so much that they will actually break into smaller or tinier molecules. These tinier molecules will be spread out in the room much faster than what it used to. So this way, they will cool down the room much faster than what you used to. And so this way, we reach the desired temperature much faster than what we used to. Basically, if the temperature in the room is 30 degrees and the thermostat is at 25, we will reach 25 degrees much faster. And so we save a lot of energy this way. So at the beginning, we save a lot of energy. And throughout the day, a bit the same thing. As soon as the temperature goes up a little, then your aircon will run a little bit and we reach the desired temperature much faster. And so we save the energy again, right? And so throughout the day, we keep saving a little bit of energy as well. Basically, very simply, how the technology works.
0: I love this sort of technology because it's technology that can be deployed in existing solutions. It is quite simple in terms of the installation process and can be yeah. used immediately to to see the impact yourself. So I, I love this kind of tech. Was there a specific catalyst or something that got you to shift to into sustainability to, for you to start this business?
1: So my background is not in sustainability at all. So I, I, I studied finance, I studied business. I, I had a first company and I was working in, in sponsorship in football. So basically connecting, big European clubs with big brands in Asia. There was nothing related to that. And, uh, and, and basically, uh, in 2016, I was working in Thailand. And I, uh, I, I just started to, to question myself about all the waste that you see there. Because basically, over there, you see a lot of waste. In Singapore, there's no waste, right, in industry. But over there, it's, it's really prominent. You, you really see this. And I started to question myself, like, when I go down my condo and I, I go buy street food and and the food is packed into a plastic box and then put it in the plastic bag and then I order a lime juice and it's, it's put in a plastic cup with a plastic handler, where, where all of this goes. At the end of the day, you know, you have your plastic bag, so it's, it's, your, it's your bin and it's full of plastic, right? Everything is transparent, and so you say... Where all this goes, literally, and I, I, thought candidly that everything was recycled, and and clearly it's not. Uh, so in the world, we say that on average nine percent of all the plastics that has been created has been recycled, only nine percent. Uh, recently, we a, 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 a stat got released about uh, the U.S. like only five percent of all the plastic consumed in the US has been recycled. We could think that in the developed countries, it's actually better, but actually no, it's not. And, and, and so basically I was just questioning myself, like oh, where all this solid waste goes and all the other waste that we are creating, where does this go? All the energy that we consume, uh, all the air conditioning that we use, what's the real picture of all of this? And then I started to realize that actually all consumption habits are very, very bad. And if we continue like this, we're just, we we are just going through the wall. And that was 2016. So nobody talked about it. In the media, nobody, nobody was, was speaking about climate change, about the environment, about our consumption habits. Now we see it more and more. But at that time, nowhere you could see that and so basically you know i just thought like wait a minute should i there are two two things you go you go think is either you just continue what you do you say yeah uh, we're going through the wall i would just enjoy my time uh on this planet <laughs> and uh, and and wait and you know and and until 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 my last day and it's gonna be it's gonna be nice and uh, and maybe i will you know chill by the beach and i mean just just enjoy enjoy the night the life to the fullest or i could see it the other way around and i could and i could just just walk on it I could just try to solve this problem i could try to find a way not i mean to to, to make it a bit better than what it is and to, and to, to tell my children and my grandchildren later on, like, I really try. I really did my best. So you have a better future or just you have a future. And basically, I started to look at solutions that existed. And actually, I realized that there were tons of solutions overall, even more today. There are tons of solutions that exist. And this is fascinating. And this is where I realized, like, really what I, what I need to do is, is this. I need, I need to. I need to do more research on, on what is climate change. I need to, I, I need to document myself more what, what type of solutions do we need on this world and offer these solutions to more people. I also thought that companies were probably the key actors here. Thinking that people often not, I would say, not grouped enough to really have big enough impact on the planet. Companies, they have money and so they have they have a more uh, they can do a lot of things basically and government i have seen that usually they will follow what companies do usually and uh, so we need to we need to tackle companies waste or we need to we need to help companies to act better to act differently so then we can uh, we can trigger all the positive Positive habits, and basically this is also what we see in, in, in sustainability, and that's the beauty of it. I would say is that once you see someone doing something good, you want to replicate the good, the good thing that you that you see. When when a company does something good, other competitors will tend to replicate the good things that the first company has done. And, and, and to me, this is this is really the beauty, and, and this is also how we should really handle sustainability. Is that now we have done this problem, we have tried to solve this problem really wrongly, I would say. Is that usually we pinpoint at people or at companies on the bad thing that, that, uh, that they do, right? We point fingers, at the wrong thing, where actually we should emphasize it very differently. We should show the solutions that exist. We should show the positive things that we can do. So then it creates a positive mood, and so then you can, you want to act on it. If I tell you, or if we if we tell people, look the bad things that happen in the world. This is very bad, right? lot of people there will tend to freak out and stop doing things in in french we say we say that it paralyzes us right literally paralyzes us basically it really paralyzes us I, I i believe that if you bring the message in a very positive way you bring a positive positive move to to people and a positive change and then you have you you are going into the right direction, and we are all going into. It. And so, basically, to, to go back to your initial uh, question, uh, how it started, it just it just started to me by looking at the problem and looking at the solutions. And so, by seeing all the solutions that that happen, it's when I I decided that I would I will help companies to consume less energy, and I will help them to to solve climate change.
0: You are totally right in the sense that we need to be more encouraging of people that do want to make that change and to show them the opportunities that are there. How big a problem are we facing with both cooling and heating in the world? I know, especially as the world gets warmer air conditioning is going to be a much bigger part of everyday life and here in southeast asia it's already such a big part of every everything that we do so how much of an impact how big is the problem that we face in this space
1: air conditioning in the world it's around 2% of co2 emissions so it's roughly the same as aviation so when when we say that we need to cut on flights, to uh, stop traveling too far, we need to stop business trips, it's better for the environment, Where well, we should also question the air conditioning. But then, 2% is in the world overall. In countries like Singapore, it's around 30%. So according to the World Economic Forum, in Singapore, it's 30%. So 30% of CO2 emissions of Singapore are only due to air conditioning. This is huge. This is a huge problem. This is much better, much bigger than that, than anything else, much bigger than, than what we could imagine. It's basically so big that, that it's somehow hard to imagine how big it is. So, so so, basically, overall, in the world, it's already a big problem. But then in the in the hottest countries, in the hottest cities, and mostly in the cities, that's a big issue. In, in in cities in Indonesia and uh, India, less than 10% of people need air conditioning today. But we believe that with, with the increase of temperature that we are having, soon enough, almost 100% of people will need an air conditioning. So basically, we will quickly go from 2% of uh, CO2 emissions in the world to closer to 5%. So the the problem is getting bigger and bigger. And in cities, we already know that we get more, one or two degrees by using the air conditioning. Because when you use the air conditioning, it's colder inside, but it makes it warmer outside because you have an indoor unit, right? That makes cool air you have an outdoor unit that makes heat. And all these outdoor units create one an addition one an additional one or two degrees in cities, right? And so more air con, more heat is created, and so the, 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 the problem is getting bigger and bigger. So basically air conditioning is a problem that we need to tackle right now before it's getting bigger and bigger.
0: And as you mentioned, as the world continues to get warmer with climate change, all parts of the world are going to get hotter. The demand for air conditioning is going to go up hugely, even in countries where maybe right now they don't use it. I I think about Europe and, you know, even in the summertime in Europe, there is no air conditioning over there for most of, at least for Western Europe, right? So these places where it's going to get warmer, they're going to need it. And we're going to be looking at new technology that, hopefully is more effective than the current solutions that we have, which are probably quite energy inefficient in terms of yep. deploying uh, and, and cooling.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, this is hundreds of years ago. We already knew how to make air conditioning without air conditioning, without electricity. So in the Middle East, people invented a system where basically you catch the air from above the roof and the, uh, the air comes down by like a, a reverse chimney, if you will, and, and, and comes to uh, basically bring, breathe to, uh, to the buildings. And they, put, they, were, they were putting some, uh, uh, some wet tissue on some uh, tubes as well because basically to cool down the room, you need air and you need water. Right, this is the basic of cooling and of air conditioning, and so they were putting some wet tissue on, on onto uh, tubes. So then, when the air was coming in, it was already fresh. It was already cooled down. It was already uh, filled with with uh, water, and and so basically, we'll have fresh air, cool air coming to you, and that was done centuries ago. Uh, in the middle of the desert, uh, there is a um, city as well in Zimbabwe. So the capital of Zimbabwe is Arare. and in Harare, you have a mall. So it's a it's a, a building, and this building has been inspired by um, termite mounts. So termites they are able to have cool mounds even in the desert, and and basically. This building has been inspired by that. So you have cool air coming down the building and coming up onto uh, each of the floors. And so basically the cool air is coming from our feet. Then the heat in the room is getting extracted by the ceiling. And uh, on, the, on the windows, you will have uh, plants. So then the sunlight doesn't really come in.
0: Amazing where people can get inspiration from, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're saying they you get it from a termite mound.
1: Exactly. And so this is what we call biomimicry. So it's basically uh, getting inspired by what's happened in the nature. Because, I mean, nature's has been here billions of years, right? And so we have learned uh, a lot to learn from it. Just learning from how termites made their, their house. We can make buildings that are actually cool all the time and we already know how to do it uh the, the the thing is uh it has been so easy to install an air conditioning that we somehow forgot how to make buildings cool buildings without air conditioning and now we we, we are in architecture school you, you don't even learn how to how to make uh, buildings without an air gun. it's just just simple right it's just oh yeah you put an icon that's it now we have been stuck somehow with this problem so we actually need to relearn how to make new buildings and uh with the existing buildings where we need to either stop them (laughs) and recreate them or we need to add solution as the one that we are bringing because we're gonna we're gonna be uh we're going st- to be stuck on the rise.
0: I mean, that's so interesting to mention that we don't even think about that in architecture school. Like when you're designing structures, you, we, you don't think about how to design to be cooled because you just assume that it's going to be there. And I wonder if there is a call for a rethinking of how we design buildings, if that's starting to happen more now yeah. that people are understanding we need to be more environmentally aware we have to be aware of how are you keeping buildings cool i believe that new offices you know they start growing plants on the outside that's meant to help in terms of keeping it cooler and there there are a lot of new things coming out there but we have a lot of existing buildings which were built in a very old way where we need to rethink the entire model of cooling and probably heating in other parts of the world as well
1: definitely and, and 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 you know in architecture i believe it's 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 coming i mean i haven't heard feedback from schools yet but i believe this is this is coming uh that more and more students are trained to create buildings uh that are either inspired by nature or that or or that can stay cool without without air conditioning this is also a, something that we need to we need to see now, like usually students, they want things much faster than what, they, what the school can offer. I just hope that this will come very, very, very fast because we need it.
0: I wanted to ask you, you know, you set this ambitious goal of a million tons of CO2 reduction by 2027. That's only five years away. Are you, yes. How are you tracking for that? Are you, yes. you, Do you think that you're going to hit that goal?
1: This is a crazy goal, right? I I I know. It. This represents two percent of CO2 emissions of uh, Singapore yearly, and basically, the more we the more we advance, the the more we progress towards the end of it, the more I'm thinking that that this is a must, and the more I, I'm thinking that this is achievable. At the same time, if we don't have such a big goal i mean we we might miss something i i believe that by uh, by having such a huge goal um we will put all our effort all our energy to solve it there is there is a i have heard this quote once is i would prefer that you that you aim high and miss rather than aim low and hit uh where i would rather aim high and miss <laughs> rather than aim low and, and, and miss. So yeah, it's crazy. Yes, it's big. Where, where, where we reach it, I don't know yet. But I, I believe this is this is the right way to... Uh,
0: well, to I hit. certainly admire you aiming high and I hope that you hit it. Uh, I want to thank you for your time, Bryce. <laughs> it's been really informative to learn about uh, air conditioning and the, and the impact that it has. So thank you so much for being on the show.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.